Thanks for listening to this episode. But first, we want to thank our sponsor, Throw Me a Bone, www.theantlerchew.com. They source only the freshest antler that contain the highest amounts of nutrients and minerals that your dog needs. In fact, antler contains the top nine nutrients and minerals that dogs need to stay healthy, and it's all done by nature. Their antlers are naturally shed by deer and elk every spring. Throw Me a Bone hand selects and hand cuts every antler to maintain freshness and quality. Their antlers are guaranteed to clean your dog's teeth, all while they never splinter, go soggy, or stink up the house like other top chews on the market. Throw Me a Bone has also found that by giving the freshest antler, their chews last three to four weeks minimum, in most cases, longer. Give your dog something productive to do while you're busy with work. Throw Me a Bone at www.theantlerchew.com. Use promo code LIFELOL for your discount today. life ever destroyed a toilet to the point that someone else couldn't use it well you've never lived how is it that somebody does that like i walked into so many bathrooms and one toilet is clogged full of poop toilet paper there's poop all over the seat how i mean (laughs) do you clean it up the best you can yeah i think so that's true i've never left i've never left one just in in you know unable to use it might yeah how does it get on the seat is is it children uh yeah i can't imagine a full-grown man poops on the toilet seat i think it's a a shifting of the body you shift a little bit too much trying to get trying to get a better seat and you sit too far back the worst thing about road trips is you go into a gas station bathroom uh-huh. and you can't use the toilet because somebody Ooh. destroyed it literally. Listen, I've, I've, the thing that has made me question when I go to flush the toilet and there's a brown fingerprint on the handle. Uh, <laughs> so you guys that, talk about I, the grossest thing We're excited to be here on episode 36. Brandon, 36. 36. Brandon's still hanging with us, and we've got yep. Jen. She's joined us as well. Hello. Brandon, what's what's the first thing you're going to do once quarantine's done? Go to we a movie. From red to orange. We're slowly starting to lift. Once we aren't yeah. trapped in our houses, what's the first thing you're going to do? I, I want to go to a movie, but there's not going to be any movies to see for a while, I feel like. No, they're going to start with like big blockbusters. But, but. fun little news, um, Christopher Nolan is adamant that Tenant is going to release in July. Okay. And so he's planning on being the tentpole movie that like brings people back to theaters with tenant with tenant um, i don't even I don't know, know tenant yeah <laughs> <That's what> I'm, <laughs> I'm not sure that's the one that everybody's going to see but maybe inception but not yeah i don't know if anybody really know, i mean there hasn't been that much 
I don't know, publicity for that one. Well, because they just couldn't really market quite yet. Yeah. Well, it does look interesting. I like Christopher Nolan, so I'd probably go see it just because I I just need to desperately go into a movie theater. I that's what I miss most. I hope that movie going experience changes a little bit where they like um clean the theaters a little more than they sure. actually do now. <laughs> what if they made what if they spaced the chairs out every 6 feet? That would be awesome. Well, they're going you to. Love that. <laughs> then you couldn't like whisper to your person you went with. Well, no, you could sit next to your person. So it'd be two seats and then a giant space. What about a family of okay. six? What do we do with them? You just leave them at home and you just go with your wife. Oh, perfect. <laughs> That's what all the movies going straight to video are for. Yeah. <laughs> Scoob. Scoob is next. <laughs> the new, new Scooby Doo movie. Jen, did you feel like you you needed an origin story of how Scooby met Shaggy? (laughs) You know, I didn't until I saw the preview. And then I was like, oh, of course. You're getting one. I am. Jen, you got a first thing you'll do out of quarantine? Uh, Can I do a little segue, though? What what are your feelings on Scrappy-Doo? I hate (laughs) Scrappy-Doo. Right? Isn't that when Scooby jumped the shark? Anytime you bring a child character onto a series, they've jumped the shark. Like, yeah. Well, wasn't Scrappy, Scrappy. just a, an adult in a child's body? Yeah, like the miniature Scooby, I thought. I thought he was like his nephew. I thought he was, he was puppy power. He was a kid. Oh, you're mm-hmm. right. That sounds right. Puppy power. Yeah. Scrappy Doo. Scrappy Doo. Is, well, what's your thoughts on uh, Boo Boo from? Uh, what's the other? No, one? see, he's original, isn't he's he? He's original. Yeah. Yeah, you're probably right. You can start with a kid if that's part of the plot going in, then you're good to go. But if but when you have to bring in a kid yes. to try to boost ratings, yes, you've no lost it. Just end the series. Oh, okay. He's got five second philosophy. Is- like Scrappy Dappy Do and Lemmy Adam, and as you said, Puppy Power. He's the nephew of Scooby Doo. He's a puppy. Yes. That's what a quick Google search will do for Told you. you. Huh. And yes, though, so I want to see, I want movies. But I, yeah, now I'm nervous. The seats, they're not going to clean the seats according to my standards. I, I think they will have to. I think this is right? going to be. Like- 9-11 where like airports changed is lots of restaurants and theaters are going to have to change. Okay, true. And I want restaurants again. Yeah, how do you miss the, the sound of a, a plate shattering and a... No, and I just like people waiting on me. Oh. oh. <laughs> I, want, I want someone to come fill my glass again. <laughs> I miss that. Oh, that's a good idea. That is I... nice. I literally judge waiters and waitresses on how well they fill up my cup. Oh, totally. Yeah, I mean, the rest is not really, it's a kind of out of their control of how long it takes the, the kitchen to make your food, you know, yeah. and yeah. How, how good the food is, but it's up to them to fill up my cup. But I don't even care about like conversation or whatever. I just want my glass to be filled before it's empty. So I don't. And my basket of rolls. Yes. Always filled. Yes. 
never ending. And you will get a good tip. Have you ever like done a bad tip? Like they've done bad service and you've decreased the tip. Yeah, but never yeah. like drastically. I feel like yeah, it's always fifteen percent, but I just don't give them the twenty or twenty-five percent that I would. Need. Right, that's about right. What I do. Yeah, I just go under. I did have I one I hate. Restaurants. Oh what? I want to be able to go back, and like if I get them again, like they just like oh he's a cheap tipper and not like a jerk. You know what I mean? Yeah. But you hated somebody, Jen. Well, I hate whenever the waiter or waitress comes back and I have cleaned my plate because I really liked the food and they go, Oh, looks like you really liked that. Like I want to, I deduct for that. (laughs) 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 Like you just made me feel bad for enjoying my meal. I hate you now. No, they are complimenting themselves for how delicious it was. No, they were being snotty. Like, Oh, you sure like that. And I'm like, yeah, your tip just went down. Huh. You said, well, I don't like you. Hmm. That's what you should say to them. Next I, should... <laughs> I almost I always... wanted to write on the back of my tip thing, like, this is lower because she had my brother was like, no, you can't do that. Don't I was like, well, I don't want them to think I'm a bad tipper. I want them to know they did a bad thing. I always wanted to do what I saw on like Third Rock from the Sun once upon a time as they had like the guy brought a stack of dollar bills and he's like, this is what you can get. But every time you do something to disappoint me, I'm going to take from the stack. Yeah, See, I yeah. kind of agree with that. I like that. Started pulling dollars that out. It was clever. That's good. Well, um, we should be glad that our lockdown in Utah hasn't as been, hasn't been as bad as California's lockdown. Uh-huh. But the, Calif- the state of California just released what they are allowed to do now that they're kind of lifting um they're like red and going to orange right and here's some of the things that californians can now do um as they go outside are you ready for this list lay it yes. on me wait you never told us what the first thing you were gonna do oh, yeah. was gonna be oh um i'm the same as you guys restaurants and movies oh, <laughs> like, okay big time so, so no. <laughs> That's why I just skipped it. It (laughs) Um, All right. Here you go. Here's just a quick list. You can now in California go outside to do some meditation. Ooh, they couldn't do that before? (laughs) You you can do outdoor photography. Okay. You can do picnics, but only with the people that you stayed at home with. Okay. Okay. This is literally, by the way, from the COVID19.California.gov website. These are all the things that we were doing already. Right. Right? Um, They can do quad biking, whatever that is. I assume, like, (laughs) four-wheeling? Yeah, I guess so. That's a weird way to say it. I don't know. Rowing, Brandon, but Uh you can only do singles rowing. Oh. <laughs> group of rowing. You can do Can't soft. Can't get my crew team out on the. Nope. On the... <laughs> you can do soft martial arts, which include Tai Chi and Chi Kung, but not in groups. Okay. Table tennis, but singles. Throwing a football or kicking a soccer ball. Brandon, in California, you can go out with your family and finally kick a soccer ball together. Wow. 
uh, trail running, trampoline, tree climbing, volleyball. Tree climbing? <laughs> That's fun. Dog. You can walk the dog. You can wash your car now. You can watch the sunrise or sunset. You can't do both. <laughs> no, really don't. You're pushing your luck with both of those. Sunset and yoga. So that's just some of the lists that you can now do in California. Wow. Dang. I, I love that. You can walk the dog, walk the car, watch the sunrise or sunset. Not so, and or. The, the funny thing is, it's like, imagine the people that literally did none of that sitting at home and were just waiting for the state to tell them they could do it. You can see like all of them coming out their door with their eyes squinty because they haven't seen the sun. Mm-hmm. Is the <laughs> like, world still here? A beautiful sunset. I hope. I hope I can take outdoor photography. Anybody it. up for singles table tennis? <laughs> and you can't switch sides. <laughs> hmm. Anyway, I thought that list was funny. I thought I should bring it up to you guys. Yeah. That was um, good. Uh, Jen, I wanted to yes. talk. You had brought up a topic that I think is really interesting that we talked about a little bit of a go offline, um, but it's about songs having a hit limit. Do you want to explain that? So I think that even if you had liked a song, there's only so many times you can hear a song and then you've just OD'd. And so there's just a limit of how many times you can hear a song and then you're like, I'm done because. I particularly noticed this when I'm at the gym and they play 80s music and I think they're probably pandering to me, my age mm. group, like, oh, let's play the And I just want to go, I never want to hear an 80s song again. Like I have heard them for 30 years, so 40 years. Any 80s song? I'm almost done, except for like... Um, <laughs> 80s girl? Don't no, stop. see, that was one that I was like, I used to like this song the first 5,000 times I heard it, and now I'm done, and I don't ever need to hear it ever, ever again. Hmm. <laughs> I feel I agree with this, because, like, literally, I think every Adele song sounds the same, so I've heard them all a thousand times, and I'm done with her. Imagine Dragons, I reached my max. Like, I used to love them, and now I cannot listen to them. Huh. That's just like, boom, done. I wonder if kids get this way with like parents, right? Eventually, like, it seems like kids just tune out parents. It applies yeah. to more things than just uh, music. Like a movie, you can have your favorite movie, and then eventually you just don't watch it for years. I don't know. Yeah. What do you think? What do you I mean, I don't, I don't go around watching the same movie all the time anyway, like over and over again. So I don't know if that works, but I th- it definitely does do with music because you do listen to the same songs a lot, especially on the radio. But like as a kid, you watch like how many kids watch Frozen over and over again? Right. Adults are they going to be like, man, I can't wait to watch Frozen over and over again? <laughs> uh, I think I think as adults we just change to where we we want new content. We don't we're not content with the, the same, same things. Yeah. And it may be because we're when we were kids, we watched things all the time, the same thing over and over again. Now we have a whole know. new world open to us. Yeah. More options, I guess. But I could eat the same Shake Shack hamburger every day for the rest of my life. You would think that, but <laughs> I think you'd hit your limit on that, too. Yeah. 
I like this premise, Jen. You're so wise. I am. I try something. They're they're definitely, like, for me, like, one of my favorite bands is Red Hot Chili Peppers. I mean, a lot of people make fun of them, too. But I cannot listen to Under the Bridge anymore. (laughs) You've maxed out. I've maxed out on that song specifically. The rest is okay, but for some reason. But that's the song that you're like. You know what I mean? And I can't do it. Yeah. No, I'm with you. Hmm. I don't know about getting rid of a whole decade of music. <laughs> well, I have heard all of those songs individually that same amount of times. Like, but I, yeah, I, I think like because we're so far removed from the decade that it is just the same like fifty songs. That yeah, decade. Yeah, now. we filtered like, down to just the the same ones over and over again now. So I can let's see that makes sense. Huh. Um, speaking of movies, Jen, have you seen the Planet of the Apes movies? Oh, I haven't seen any of them. Not the old ones or the recent. I haven't seen a Planet of the Apes movie at all. I feel a little bad about this because it's it's an Americana reference that I, I mean, I, I kind of know a little, but I haven't seen. No, sorry. Huh. <laughs> I mean, it's okay. I don't necessarily recommend them, but <laughs> I, I just, this I just watched, I just binge watched all three of the newest ones over the last few days, and I, and I was thinking, man, I love these, and then Spencer ruined it for me. Oh, well, I tried to be nice about it, and I was like, well, I'm <laughs> save this for the podcast and really start ripping into these movies. Oh, <laughs> I'll just lead him like I don't absolutely hate them <laughs> it's funny how you can really like something in the moment like when you're watching it and you're thinking hey this is great this is amazing or this is really really well done and then as soon as somebody like points out a couple flaws in it to you then it then it changes your opinion i think that happened a lot with star wars too with the newer ones like people went to the movie saw it hey this is great i heard a lot of people say hey this is great this is a good one and then all of a sudden the critics that they listen to or whatever saying we're picking it apart and telling you why it was bad. And then you think, Oh yeah, that's, that's no good anymore. And so it's too bad that, that other people, you just can't ride your initial emotions and like it. You know what I mean? And then as soon, as soon as somebody tells you that it's a, it's flawed, then all of a sudden it becomes not as good anymore. And you think, Oh, it kind of lets you down. So uh, Spencer's one of those people that just ruins people. (laughs) Well, I just <laughs> on the Apes movies specifically because from the very beginning, there's only like, I mean, how many apes are in San Francisco, Brandon? Like 15? Yeah, they, there was way too many apes available. They, there's Here's the quick statistic for you, Jen. Okay. Because <laughs> I did some research. There's 500,000 apes in the entire world. Okay. This okay. movie takes place in san francisco and then there's a plague that kind of wipes out people but in initially in the time frame how many apes could there be in san francisco that are able to hold their own against all the people that live there to take over it no they didn't take it over they just ran away to the mirror woods right but then okay but how much time is between the first one rise of the planet of the 10 years so it's 10 years yeah. and all the people are dead. Yes. Or one, out, one out of 500. But 
doesn't the military want to fight the apes, or do the apes just live peacefully for that t- those ten years? They live. See, they live months. peacefully until. Okay. And then the people didn't know that the apes were up there until they were on their way to the dam to get it fixed. Oh, I guess they kind of knew they were out there, but hadn't been. They've been worried about their own problems because everybody was dying. Okay. All right. Well, good point. In the war for the planet of the apes, spoiler alert: there is zero war (laughs) between the apes. What's what's the second one called? It's Dawn of the Planet. So that one's Dawn. So we had Rise of the Planet of the Apes, which implies the apes are rising. Yeah. Dawn of the Planet of the Apes, which implies that they're about to rise. That the world is going to be theirs. that they're going to fight the humans. Yeah, well, they had been fighting the humans for the two or three years between Dawn and War, and we didn't get to see that part. (laughs) So it's just the end. I sent him a a poster of War of the Planet of the Apes, and it was like the main ape, uh, Caesar, riding on a horse, and then there's all these like apes behind him, and they're coming after people. And Uh I was just like, when did this happen in the movie? <laughs> and it didn't. <laughs> I hate that. The movie poster was not accurate. And that kind of did throw me off on it once I realized that. But you do have to look at these movies in a standpoint of like the CGI is incredible. The motion True. capture performances by the great Andy Circus was really good. And uh, so that that's kind of really good parts of it. Maybe I just had a hard time rooting against people and cheering for apes. That's what I was kind of like when I was, I was conflicted but is the watching aren't it. Good. Like the apes are obviously the good guys. Yeah. To, I don't know. I don't know. There's just a few like bad people, right? But there's also a couple of bad apes. It was bad True. apes that started the problem with the humans. I was going to say Kerchak, but he's Tarzan. He's Tarzan. It's Koba. but listen he was tortured by humans so what goes around comes around we'll leave this subject so Jen can participate (laughs) (laughs) you should watch the original Charlton Heston one just to get like the cultural references that people bring up I mean I feel like that's I've caught onto the cultural reference ones yeah, but like I'm aware of that one. That spoiler alert, right? That he didn't realize he was still on Earth. Something there's like space travel, but this the apes have taken over. But it is, yeah, Earth. He sees the Statue of Liberty somehow. Yeah, just kind of funny. And there. seems like he's over on the East Coast, <laughs> but then it happens. not. To- <laughs> All right, Jen, this one's hmm. been floating around for a minute, and I I think it would be fun to talk about it. It's the how much of your personality is actually you. So segueing into this part, uh, yeah. what is that talking about? Like, Let's talk about it. So because I'm the youngest of five children. And Me I was, too. Okay. And so this is good. And so I was like, how much of my personality is actually me? Because I feel like the lower you are down on the chain of children, the less percentage of your personality is actually you. Cause I feel like I've just been influenced by all of my older siblings uh. 
And like, I see myself doing stuff they do that I'm like, I think I've just learned, you know what I'm saying? I'm just kind of a different variation and combination of all of them. Whereas I feel like my sister is probably the oldest is probably more definitively herself. And she's just influenced a lot of them. They're all the voices in my head of like how I should be or do, or I'll reply in a certain way. And I'm like, I am just being my brothers here. And so I just kind of wonder how much. It sounds like you had a family where your uh, siblings paid attention to you. <laughs> no, I just sat and watched them. I am just the observer. And so when I'm with them, I am pretty much mute because I just sit and I listen because <laughs> that's my role with my siblings. And then, but when I'm out interacting like with you people, <laughs> I think you've well, basically I'll... met all of my siblings and I don't know if you've actually met me because I see. I'm just, I'm just uh... being them probably. I mean, maybe 10% is me. I think a lot of like me being the youngest of five as well, I I pick and chose kind of some things like as far as like my music taste and the movies that I liked and things like that were definitely influenced by my brothers and sister. Um, but I think most of my personality was influenced by the friends that I had because I, I, I spend a lot more time with them than I did with my my own family. We don't do a lot of things together even now, so... I think it just depends on how close knit your family is and how much you do with them that, that you're going to get influenced. That's my opinion. Oh, so gotcha. do you think that like older, like the oldest in the family reflects more of like the parents' personality? No, and it kind of goes down from there, or I don't think so. I think it's more I don't, siblings. It's more siblings because I think the oldest child is. Oh, is 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 figuring themselves out the whole time. Even gotcha. even though the parents are there, the parents don't know what they're doing. As me, <laughs> so there's no way that I'm influenced. <laughs> you are. As I'm watching my own kids, I can see that. Like Amelia, my oldest, is a lot more. Um, I don't know. She has a lot more of her own personality, and I can see like she's stronger and not influenced by other people. Whereas the younger See? ones are not necessarily by their siblings, but more by their friends. More they're, more, they're more influenceable. See, I think, okay. Thank you for supporting. I feel like I am. So yeah, my brother, my older brother is, so I'm the second oldest of four kids. So I have two younger sisters. And I think I pulled a lot of like personality from my brother, but more like what Brandon was saying, like observing and like, oh, I like this trait or this music taste, but he put a lot of pressure on getting A's. So if I get B's, I can see that I get still rewarded for it, but there's not as much pressure. <laughs> so I could kind of develop that way. But I think my like TV watching or like superheroes big time into that or like star wars so i see like my heroes and i can see i'm trying to take some of their traits but where sense. did why did you gravitate towards those things rather than i don't know like uh cop dramas or medical you know things yeah and it very well could be probably because like my brother was watching those or whatever yeah so that would make sense video games things that your siblings were kind of getting into or your friends yeah i mean friends 
friends for sure. I feel like kids are way more influenced by their friends. It, yeah. Especially in like teenage years. Mm-hmm. Did you Not... have many friends when you were a teenager, Jen? <laughs> See, no, it was my siblings. <laughs> See, and that's what I'm talking about. So that's why I'm saying is it's whoever you spend more time with in your parents wouldn't be as much because they are, yeah. you're not like your, your guard is up with your parents, but when yeah. your guard is and down. Yeah. Is, and you think of your siblings, like they're your peers. So I guess it is your peers who you're hanging out peers. with. Yeah. And your influence. So since them. I didn't really hang out with my siblings all that much, I don't, there are, there's definitely things that they influenced me, you know, somewhat. Cause I did hang out with my older brother for a lot of my, cause he was a, like my scout leader when I was in, he was like the assistant scout leader of my scout troop and so we hung out quite a bit for those sorts of things when I was a kid but um but friends were definitely a lot more of an influence on me whereas you hanging out with your siblings more that's who influenced you yeah all right well Brandon I think it's time for your wise words of wisdom well kind of along those same lines uh i came across a passage in the talmud not too long ago that said we don't see things the way they are we see them the way we are and i was thinking about that because uh with this whole pandemic going on even the earthquake that happened about a month ago month and a half ago like I was seeing the earthquake as not a big deal and that my life was just fine where other people saw the earthquake and the pandemic coming together and the world was ending. So they saw a world that was ending and I saw a world that was just moving on, going through normal kind of radical things, but that it would get back to normal. And so I think that's definitely the thing is like one person can see a situation one way and another person will see it a different way. Even though this, the facts are both the same, we see them differently. Does that make sense? Yeah. So think about that when, when uh, you're seeing the world or you're seeing a situation that we're seeing it as we are and the person next to you is seeing it as they are. So we need to try to put ourselves in their shoes to understand that Oh, the world. This this situation is different for them, even though it's this way for us. Yep. Yeah, it's all perspective. It's true. Yeah, I feel like it's weird along the same lines, Brandon. Um, you're shorter than me, and your perspective is here. Okay. <laughs> looking up, and I'm looking in. But then, like someone super tall can see over everybody, and then. Like I think with my wife, she's always like looking up to people. Yeah. What What is that like to live your life from that? Hey. Well, <laughs> listen. <laughs> no. Well, thanks for listening to this episode of Life. Lol, uh, Brandon. Any. Anything you want to say? No, that was not it. Uh, greetings from down below. <laughs> Just kidding. I'm average height, okay? There's... He's average. I'm in the average range. <laughs> uh, Jen? No. 
All right. Well, check us out on our Instagram at life.lol. Thanks for listening. Hope all your dreams come true. Okay. okay bye. Now you know. <laughs> well, that was...